Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. I'm joined today by Dr. Jason Corsonetti. Jason is co-founder and chief innovation officer of String Theory Schools. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Matt. Good to be here. Jason, tell us a little bit about String Theory, the the history of it, and uh, the vision you and your team have uh, for shaping the talent that we're seeing in greater Philadelphia. Uh, String Theory Schools is a nonprofit educational uh, organizational management company based here in Philadelphia. We grew out of our first school, Philadelphia Performing Arts, which started as the first elementary age school in Pennsylvania to link academic performance to the arts. We started with uh, a K-5 school in South Philadelphia and grew into a K-8 school and ultimately a high school, now educating about 3,500 students in and around the city. Talk with us a little bit about the experience that a student at string theory schools would have and what's different compared to what I guess we would all think of as a more traditional school. Sure. String theory is unique for several reasons, but primarily we have a 90-minute longer school day than that of our uh, authorizing district. With those 90 minutes, students in kindergarten through fourth grade get seven extra classes in both the arts and the sciences. There's three performing arts, vocal music, instrumental music, classical ballet, French as a foreign language, creative writing, visual arts, and science and technology, in addition to our uh, academic science. So kindergartners for us uh, literally have 13 classes when they start start school. We like to say that kindergartners don't know they're not supposed to have 13 classes when they start school. And K-4 for us is a discovery process for kids to figure out what type of learners they are and what type of creatives they are. And then in fifth grade, they choose one of those subjects as a major and get to spend 90 minutes every single day in that major. So you can be an art major, a music major, a science major. And then when we opened our high school in 2013, it was a little bit more grown-up version version of that. But uh, we are now a K-12 school. Uh, we are tuition-free as a public charter school uh, for parents. We are non-criteria-based. The, uh, the only way to get into the school is strictly by lottery. And uh, we are uh, fully arts, fully STEM, and now K-12. And enrollment levels are? Uh, we are fully enrolled right now. Our openings uh, typically are in kindergarten. There's a, a handful of spots uh, at some um, odd grades, but typically most of our students begin in kindergarten. Uh, strictly by lottery, we have about 5,000 students each year that wind up applying for uh, only about 100 or 200 spots. And that's 100 and 200 spots Total? Uh, 100, 100, 200 spots in kindergarten, and then one or two spots uh, here and there across across the grades. Really, the best opportunity uh, numerically is uh, in kindergarten. Great. Most, all the students are new in kindergarten. So, Gotcha. And I know the success has been really impressive. 2017, I believe, was your mm-hmm. first graduating uh, class. And if you could talk a little bit about where we saw some of those kids uh, going on to. Sure. So uh, it was really exciting. We began ninth grade with in 2013, and we've been growing uh, a grade each year. Uh, many of those students were with us from kindergarten, and uh, last year we actually graduated uh, the first graduating class with about $12 million in scholarships, uh, having students going to uh, Penn and Drexel, but also um, many schools around the around the city uh, and around the country. But uh, with about $12 million in scholarships, uh, we were you know very impressed and and uh, excited for these this first class of kids that are doing very well. 
talk with us a little bit about the entrepreneurship focus that I know is present within the hallways of string theory. Sure. So uh, a couple of years ago, when we uh, we purchased uh, GlaxoSmithKline North American headquarters, which was uh, the class building on 16th and Vine, um, as, as a charter school, we're considered an LEA uh, or a school district. And with that comes the ability to uh, sell debt, uh, specifically municipal bonds. And we raised about $60 million to uh, purchase, uh, purchase that building, which we uh, closed on in uh, June of 2013 and opened up subsequently in the fall with ninth grade. Uh, it was quite a large building. It was eight stories, 265,000 square feet of space, and had a little bit more space than we initially uh, were using for educational purposes. And uh, as our program connects with both arts community, the business community, the science community in and around the city, certainly uh, institutions of higher ed, we have a lot of outside partnerships. And uh, what, what began initially as, uh, as a partnership with some uh, corporations and businesses, uh, the notion of uh, having some extra space overlooking the parkway. It's beautiful Class A office space. The idea came up of, you know, how would these companies actually, you know, have the office spaces for themselves and work with our students? So we began a process where we explored what it would look like for students to work with these companies. Uh, and what we finally settled on was a uh, fellowship process whereby uh, we have an application and, and really innovative startup companies, both for profit and nonprofit, can apply uh, to have an office or two uh, in our building. And uh, in return, we asked for about 20 hours per quarter of educational benefit interaction with students that can look very different from company to company uh, but involves either going down to the classroom or taking on uh, student interns or mentoring them uh, and it's been a, a, a really exciting thing and in the fall of this year we formalized uh, the completion of that and, and segregated out some space on our top floor as kind of a new type of collaboration space where students work alongside these startup companies on design projects. Because our school has uh, a lot of design spaces and studios and programs, these students have an opportunity to do everything and help companies on design projects ranging from logos, branding, packaging, and manufacturing, prototyping, web design, TV, photography services, social media are all experiences kids have. And those are all also, a lot of things that uh, early stage startup companies uh, could really use help with. So the idea or vision for us of the school is for high school to really function almost as a design shop for these companies as they need services at the same time having these students work alongside uh, professionals. A design shop and almost even a little test lab as well for you know market research of what young people are interested in, what they like to see. Are there any of these startups that we would recognize or products that you're comfortable sharing a little bit more insight uh, around? Sure. So we have a number of companies ranging from food, fashion, uh, technology, covering both for-profit and non-profit sectors. Uh, one company, actually our first uh, tenant, not tenant, or partner, uh, is PHL Collective. Is there a uh, game developer based in Philadelphia uh, that are actually making games for uh, PlayStation and Xbox and Steam and now um, uh, Nintendo as well? And so they are a, a company that's uh, you know employed about 10, 10 or so folks and developing games, which is a you know really creative uh, industry right now. Which is is on the rise. Uh, Lisa Russell is a food stylist that works with us, and uh, she's actually working in our food lab to help students learn about uh, styling uh, food, both for uh, menu concepts, restaurant concepts, and and whatnot. 
Uh, PHL Collective is there. Lisa is there. Coded by Kids, who's a nonprofit organization uh, teaching coding classes to kids in the city. Uh, they both run a program within our school, but also uh, that's actually where their offices are uh, located. And Minky Blue is also another company which uh, is uh, designing handbags that was actually featured on, on the Today Show. So that was really interesting. Wow, as well. that's really great. So, yeah. And speaking of the Today Show, you've been successful in getting some national exposure mm-hmm. uh, and some interest from uh, other folks, not only around the country, but I suspect around the world, around your vision, your approach to teaching and the successes you've seen. Tell us a little bit more about what kind of exposure you've been seeing from outside greater Philadelphia. Sure. So we, a couple of years ago, were... Uh uh, got on the radar of Apple. Uh, they came and actually spent 10 days with us and shot a uh, mini documentary and a feature that's uh, posted on their website uh, as really a model of uh, educational technology and our approach to education, which is mobile first. What we know about uh, kids is uh, since 2011, when we first went one-to-one with iPad with our kids, is that how kids consume content is first and foremost through mobile. And in the last couple of years, what we've seen is that kids are now first and foremost creating content as well through mobile. So we decided to throw out the textbook uh, as a model. And in 2013, when we opened up our high school, uh, we gave every ninth grader uh, iPads. And we said that how you're going to engage with the world, how you're going to engage with your content is going to be first and foremost through mobile. So we still um, are very traditional, uh, classical and contemporary in our approach. As students are still learning about the Renaissance, they're still uh, reading Romeo and Juliet. But instead of taking a test or writing a paper about Romeo and Juliet, they're doing really innovative things like recreating scenes uh, on Twitter with hashtags. So, you know, pointing that lens of content creation through the way they interact with the world, this is through social media and mobile devices and allowing them to engage in learning that way. And appreciating a story that is is classical, but and doing it in a whole new way. One of the things we talk about often in Greater Philadelphia, Jason, as you know, from not only being a native to South Philadelphia, but now working in the educational sector within Greater Philadelphia uh, is the talent that we have here. And, you know, we often talk about our colleges and universities and the depth of reach and expertise that just over 100, it's about 103 colleges and universities that we count in the 11-county neighborhood of southeastern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, and northern Delaware. But we oftentimes forget about the uh, training ground, if you will, of K-12 through schools and the uniqueness that we're seeing coming out of some of these uh, high schools like String Theory. Share with us your view on the talent that we have in those earlier uh, educational formative years? Sure. So we, um, we employ uh, about 400 teachers uh, in the city and in our, in our schools. Uh, and uh, our, our approach uh, to employment is, is very holistic. We have both traditionally uh, trained teachers, but we also uh, want to bring outside professionals and artists and scientists uh, into, into the experience uh, with our kids and to give them opportunities to have uh, interaction with uh, both what we call artists and residents, scientists and residents and entrepreneurs and residents. So the, for instance, in our, in our ballet program, the head of our ballet program at, at Vine Street uh, grew up in Moscow, went through the Bolshoi Academy, professional uh, ballet dancer uh, around the world. And she is actually teaching our young students there. The head of our science department has a PhD in cell and molecular biology from Penn and uh, did a fellowship at the CDC. So wow. Bringing, Impressive. 
Uh, so really exciting to see these both traditional teachers and non-traditional teachers, uh, scientists, artists, and entrepreneurs, uh, really informing and working with kids at all levels from kindergarten all the way up through high school. And then thinking ahead in that spirit, what do you think that means for young people who are coming out of our high schools, going to colleges, either in the greater Philadelphia region or somewhere else around the country? Um, and how is that preparing them for success in life and in business or in the career that they choose? Sure. So far too often, kids don't get authentic experiences, and they also oftentimes don't get a chance to make uh, decisions and to fail in a safe environment. Because we are uh, very project-based and inquiry-driven, students have opportunities to uh, to work alongside professionals, to be able to work in professional theaters, work with uh, actual companies, and typically grades for students are, are only putative. You start at 100 and you start taking away points from there. So to be able to provide some of these other experiences for kids to figure out what type of creatives they are, to figure out what type of learners they are, to make decisions, uh, and to uh, safely make mistakes and fail and repeat, which is what we you know often advocate and you know is in a startup world, but in school, it's typically a negative thing to fail. So uh, giving these kids an opportunity, the exposure to both work with real uh, professionals, the opportunity to get in the rhythm to see what it's like to uh, be in that on a daily basis and to be able to figure out what, uh, what their interests are and their passions are and get to do it every day is really unique. What's one of the uh, elements of your work of string theory specifically that makes you really proud? Uh, you know, it's it's the kids. Uh, it, it's every day seeing the, the joy of these kids walking down the hallway. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, the idea of uh, life is beautiful, the ballet, and far too often uh, you hear in education there's a big push with proficiency and with tests and kids, you know, reading math, which is also very important. But uh, far too often we hear, you know, the term grit. And uh, for us, uh, a little kid doesn't need to experience grit. They have to, they, they should be happy. They should come to school and come to a happy place. And and there's time for that later in life. There's time for that when it gets a little bit, uh, when you're in college and, you know, are, are working on SATs or whatnot. But for a little kid to be able to come to school, to do something that they enjoy every single day, and to be able to uh, be happy in what they're doing, um, the school should be a happy place for us. Shifting gears a little bit, in talking with some of your peers uh, who are educators, not just around the region, but around the country and maybe even internationally, uh, how is your dialogue with them when it comes to what sounds like a really unique uh, vision and mission that you and your team are delivering at String Theory? Uh, it's really, really something that's embraced. Uh, um, ever since our Apple feature launch, we've been getting on a monthly basis. We host tours of the school, and we have folks from uh, all over the world visiting, uh, from as far as away as uh, New Zealand and Australia, from all over Asia and England and uh, in Europe. We get folks every month that we're hosting through tours. Uh, usually it's uh, just absolute awe at how we're able to do this, the experience we're being able to deliver to these kids, and the fact that we're able to deliver really a private school education on public education dollars is uh, is, is pretty remarkable. But it's something that's uh, just just typically uh, how do you do it, uh, and we're we're always open and willing to share both you know how we did it as well as the mistakes along the way and how to you know kind of get there. At Select Greater Philadelphia, we're often engaging with business leaders, uh, not only in this community, but around the world. 
who uh, we're encouraging to establish operations somewhere in greater Philadelphia. Um, from an education perspective, what would you uh, want those folks to know and appreciate when they are considering the talent that's here and the work that your team is doing, not only in your school, but really the school district of Philadelphia and the amazing schools that we have across greater Philadelphia? Sure. And we are, we are certainly uh, champions and cheerleaders for uh, a number of schools, both district schools and charter schools. There are some excellent, excellent schools. I grew up, I'm a product of uh, Philadelphia education and public education here in the city. Um, you know, what I, what I would say is, uh, is twofold is just uh, that uh, we have some fantastic schools. So as you are looking to, you know, recruit uh, employees, I think there are some excellent, excellent options, including ours, that, uh, that if you're a, you know, young professional and you want to move in to an, an urban or a city environment or move back to the city, uh, that there are some great, uh, great choices for you, including ours. And, uh, and that also um, there's, there's opportunities to kind of interact. Uh, and for job placement, we, uh, we hire about 400 teachers in and around the city and both regular teachers and uh, non-traditional folks as well that, that come and work with, with us and do different things and partner with us. So. And in that spirit, I really love your perspective on the balance of students, uh, especially those coming out of a STEAM or a STEM uh, environment, and the fit that they may have for a more traditional four-year college experience following their high school uh, experience, and those who um, may be better suited for a different kind of path. You know, some would say non-traditional path, but in this day and age, it feels like there is no real traditional path. There's something for everybody. And uh, what kind of um, uh, experiences are you seeing coming out of your program? Sure. So what we'd like to say is that we're uh, growing the world's next creative leaders. And whether or not you're a creative professional or you're an accountant, there's this base level of creative skill sets that we think is uh, super important for everybody to have. It used to be, you know, you would go to school to uh, learn to be, you know, a video editor or to make websites. And, and now there seems to be this base level of creativity that almost everybody needs. Uh, so to be able to, uh, you know, develop the world's next creative leaders is, is something that we're preparing for. I had an opportunity uh, about a year ago to speak to about 50 college presidents from some of the most creative colleges and universities around the country. And what I told them was, get ready because our kids are coming and they're going to blow your doors off and they're going to be creative and they're going to expect uh, to be, you know, this next level and have, you know, this similar type uh, environment there. Uh, so to be able to prepare kids both for college and career uh, is important to us. And uh, that's certainly part of the experience. Talk with us about uh, your vision for where string theory schools can go next. Uh, and I'm not just talking about expanding in greater Philadelphia, but the potential uh, for this model in other communities around the country and potentially around the world. Sure. So we uh, really are a thought leader in terms of uh, progressive education, urban education. We think we have a model for what urban education can look like. It's it's just our uh, model. But uh, for us, uh, we see the future of urban education as being, number one, uh, tuition-free. Uh, number two being non-criteria-based, uh, being K-12. We think we need a pathway from kindergarten all the way through and past uh, high school. 
and also to be both art-based and science-based. We know that it's uh, difficult both in Philadelphia and, and many urban areas and suburban areas around the country to figure out what that pathway looks like. And as a parent, and I have three young kids, uh, to figure out, you know, do you go to a uh, private school? Do you go to the local uh, catchment uh, elementary school? And then a middle school, uh, do you apply to a magnet school or a criteria-based school? In high school, do you go to an art school or a science school? And what happens when you have two different children that have two different focuses and what if you can afford to send one kid to private school but not both kids at private school so for us to navigate the waters of public education is is can be challenging no matter where you're at and uh, for us to have a k-12 solution that you know that your kid's going to be nurtured from kindergarten that they'll be in safe hands all the way up through college and regardless of where their uh, where their interests lie uh, in a non-criteria based environment so you don't have to worry in middle school or high school if they're scoring you know a, a certain level uh, and just be able to trust that your kid uh, from kindergarten through 12th grade has uh, a great place and they're going to be they're going to be okay in life as we think that's important and, and that's really what we think the future of urban education looks like our growing greater philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners including stradley ronan they're a proud investor of select greater philadelphia and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation you can learn more at stradley.com and by independence blue cross a leading health insurance company offering health plans from managed care medicare and medicaid and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m., Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.